This is a special edition of the Linz Report. You're simultaneously being fed a line of pure bullshit while being given a front row seat and the keys to all the facts. And you get to watch how this works in real time. What is fact and what is fiction is incredibly important to how you, the audience, the residents of East Palestine, Ohio, and the rest of the world reacts to this situation. I urge you to both leave your tinfoil in the drawer and wake up sheeple at the same time. Are you up for that challenge? Are you actually capable of real critical thought? If so, carry on. If not, well, I hear Alex Jones is looking for money. So maybe go donate to him. Throw on a Joe Rogan podcast or something. Good evening, everyone. This is part one of a special lens report on the East Palestine, Ohio train derailment and the subsequent and ongoing environmental disaster that it has caused. I'm your host, Ryan Lindley of the Cryer Media Network. You can visit us for this story and more at crier.co. Out of the gate, here are the facts. On February 3rd, just before 9 p.m. Eastern, a Norfolk Southern train derailed near East Palestine, Ohio. It's a town of about 4,800 people near the border of Pennsylvania. Town and state officials have said nobody was physically hurt in the initial accident, thankfully. Now, according to a manifest of the derailed cars provided to the Environmental Protection Agency, most of the train's 150 cars were carrying cargo that was not hazardous such as cement, steel, and frozen vegetables. 20 of those cars contained hazardous materials. According to an update this week from the National Transportation Safety Board, which is investigating the derailment, about three dozen cars derailed overall. The NTSB has said that a surveillance video captured from a home near the crash site recorded what appeared to be a wheel bearing in the final stage of overheat failure. The NTSB also said they expect to release their preliminary report in about two weeks. This is the point of the podcast. You get to laugh at me trying to pronounce these words. The freight train was carrying vinyl chloride, butyl acrylate, ethyl hexyl acrylate, and ethylene glycol monobutyl ether. Actually, I did pretty good. Emergency crews conducted a controlled burn of the spill at the request of state officials, which released hydrogen chloride and phosgene into the air. At room temperature, vinyl chloride is a sweet-smelling, colorless gas. It is typically transported in the form of a compressed liquid and it boils and turns to gas at a temperature of 8 degrees Fahrenheit. Inhalation of vinyl chloride can cause respiratory symptoms like shortness of breath, along with neurological symptoms like headaches and dizziness. According to the Center for Disease Control, chronic exposure to high levels of vinyl chloride have been associated with liver damage and various forms of rare cancer. One tank car lost its entire load of butyl acrylate liquid used to make paint, adhesives, and caulk. That's caulk with an A-U-L-K. The New Jersey Department of Health warns that exposure to butyl acrylate can cause headaches, dizziness, nausea, and irritation in the nose, throat, and lungs. As a result of the toxic spill, residents within a one-mile radius were evacuated and an emergency response from agencies across three states was initiated. The EPA published a list provided by Norfolk Southern, which documented the cargo of each car, the type of car, the type of hazard, if any, 
that were associated with the contents of each car, as well as the extent to which each of the 20 train cars were affected by the derailment. Because most of the cars were carrying non-hazardous material, Norfolk Southern was not subject to laws that would have compelled them to notify Ohio officials of the train's contents. On Tuesday, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine urged Congress to consider changes to the hazardous cargo notification requirement. The Ohio Department of Natural Resources said the chemical spill killed an estimated 3,500 small fish across 7.5 miles of streams as of February 8th. Several captive foxes at Parker Dairy became sick over the weekend and one has died, which the owner has attributed to the derailment but has not been corroborated by experts. Material from the crash was observed in storm drains and detected in samples from Sulphur Run, Leslie Run, Bull Creek, North Fork, Little Beaver Creek, and the Ohio River. Video examples of these are available on my Twitter, at Ryan Lindley. A town hall meeting was held February 15th between residents and local, state, and federal officials. Norfolk Southern representatives declined to attend due to a perceived physical threat. Some residents expressed distrust in the company and government's response, or lack thereof, to the disaster. The mayor of East Palestine, Ohio, Trent Conway, had this to say. Very frustrated. You guys, are, you guys are doing the best you can. I understand you have to get views, so sometimes you put stuff out. I had a talk with Mr. Boney. Uh, his station decided to say that we nuked our town. We didn't nuke our town. There was two options. We either detonate those tanks or they detonate themselves. This option, yes. Harmful chemicals went in the air. I'm truly sorry, but that is the only option we had. If we didn't do that, then they were going to blow up and we were going to throw shrapnel all across this town. I'm a local politician. I live in this town. I don't, I don't live somewhere else making decisions for Columbus or Washington, D.C. I live in East Palestine. I live two blocks from here. I live two blocks from the train tracks. I'm concerned just like everybody else. The reality... I spoke with Norfolk Southern. I speak with them every day. I spoke with Alan Shaw today. They have been working with us tremendously, but they should because they're the ones that screwed this up. The reality is your town is under a microscope. The EPA administrator is coming tomorrow. Yes. What is your message for him? What do you need? I need help. I'm not ready for this. I, wa I wasn't built for this. I always thought of myself as a leader of men, and I have the village on my back, and I'll do whatever it takes, whatever it takes to make this right. You know that this I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere. This is my town. I'm not going to sell my house. I'm not going to move my kids out of the school. I'm here to stay, and they're going to make it right, and that's it. That, that's it. We're, I'm, I'm done playing games. They're not playing games either. I'm not. It's not he said, she said. They screwed up our town. They're going to fix it. If they don't, I'll be the first one calling all you back. Over the weekend after the derailment, firefighters worked to contain the blaze. Authorities eventually grew concerned about rising temperatures inside an unidentified single rail car, which they claimed could cause a catastrophic explosion, sending shrapnel up to a mile away. Governor Mike DeWine said at a press conference Tuesday, the risk of the car exploding was described to me as high. Who described that to the governor was not made apparent. Ultimately, officials decided to pursue a controlled burn and release of the volatile vinyl chloride, and because burning vinyl chloride can cause production of other toxic chemicals, including hydrogen chloride and phosgene, officials ordered the evacuation of a one-by-two-mile area around East Palestine on both sides of the state line. Also this week, officials announced that tests on municipal water sources in the East Palestine area indicated that the water was safe to drink.
Water samples taken by the state of Ohio's EPA last week show very low levels of two contaminants, butyl acrylate and ethyl hexyl acrylate. Additionally, no vinyl chloride was found to be present. Those are all the available facts on the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio at this time. It took eight minutes to get out. That's what happens when you remove political spin, bias, and opinion. That's why in part two, we'll take apart those spins, biases, and opinions. Fitting political narratives. For the Cryer Media Network, I'm Ryan Lindley, and this has been a Lynn's Report Special Edition. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast. Heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Kids. I'm your eager beaver. And I'm Mr. Grizzly. If you love politics or hate politics, then have we, we the perfect, perfect podcast, podcast for you. you. The True North Eager Beaver. Incisive political commentary. We keep you up to date and give you the political and media literacy you seek. To help you cut through the bovine fecal matter. Facts first. Sound analysis. Sometimes I growl. Sometimes I sass. We impart civics and build community. And we share some laughs along the way. Being informed and engaged has never been more fabulous. Or sexy. Catch us on, on the Dean Blundell Network. Network. Or on our YouTube channel. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Because, because democracy, democracy is, is something, something you do. do.